Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to receive support from VCU Massey Cancer Center. Massey Cancer Center wants you to imagine a future without cancer. All it takes is one, a revolutionary idea, a promising clinical trial, or a new breakthrough. See how Massey is developing new approaches to prevent and treat cancer for every person in every community. Learn more about this future for everyone at MasseyCancerCenter.org. Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to thank Team Henry Enterprises for their support of our show. Team Henry Enterprises is a black-owned contracting firm specializing in office, retail, medical, multifamily, and higher education construction of all scopes and sizes. In the wake of the George Floyd protest, Team Henry is the very firm contracted by the city of Richmond to take down the Confederate monuments in Richmond and by many other municipalities to remove other Confederate monuments around Virginia and throughout the Southeast. Learn more about Team Henry and how they can help your community rebuild, renovate, or design at TeamHenryENT.com. I'm Kelly Lemon. And I'm Michael Paul Williams. And welcome to the After the Monuments podcast, where we look at events and news about race in a historical context and see how, too often, history repeats itself. Welcome to another episode of After the Monuments, a real talk about race with Kelly Lemon and Michael Paul Williams. We are going to to talk today, Michael Paul, just about some of the things that you've been writing about, some of the things that's going on around the world, and how it's still relating to racism and race in general um, within um, American culture, but just, again, it's all inter- I mean, interwoven up. Yeah, I mean, the legacy of, of white supremacy and, and enslavement and exploitation and, and all that, you, you, you can't, it's, it's global. And we can't outrun it. Yeah, we can't. We can't. So let's start off with um, some very, it's not breaking news anymore, but in in terms of the passing of the longest um, reigning monarch, correct? Is Mm -hmm. that okay? Ever, which is Queen Elizabeth um, II. Um, Again, none of us were shocked, I don't think, um, that she was 96. We knew this time was coming. Um, however, the, I guess, reaction that has happened a- across the world has been very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, the reaction has been fascinating to me, um, the divergence of the reaction. And, and let me offer this disclaimer. I, I, I was not one um, to follow the royals very closely um, and was kind of amused and bemused at our ongoing fascination with the royals um, over the years, and it, a lot of it seemingly tabloidish and gossipy, but um, never understood that the the impulse of the former colonists, yeah. of which we are, to somehow maintain a sort of, uh, if not allegiance, kind of an obsession mm-hmm. with the colonizer. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's where we are. Um, but when she died, um, I knew it would be big news and, and get a lot of attention. But but the the way it's played out, both in the Twitterverse and on, on social media and in the mainstream media, just shows how very different mm-hmm. we we process memory. Yeah. Um, you would expect uh, because it's what the mainstream media does that we 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 tend to kind of paper over some fairly obvious um, warts. Mm-hmm. 
in the legacies of individuals. Um, and I've had occasion to call some of that out. I'm recalling uh, a piece I did on Ronald Reagan after he died that wasn't, I guess, terribly nice, but I felt honest and truthful okay. about his legacy. But, um, but yeah, we've, you know, we've seen some of that, but we've, we've not probably seen enough of it um, in the mainstream media in articulating um, the very troublesome legacy of, of the crown. And um, I think generationally, um, our, our younger generation is not here for that. They're not, they're not trying to, to camouflage or, or, or put the nice face on, on the sorts of history that we uh, uh, traditionally have ignored or mythologized. Uh, and some of the reactions, some of the memes and some of the reactions have, have, have ranged from, I must say, amusing to brutal. Yeah. And they are very, very honest um, in a way that's refreshing, but is probably very jarring to people about this legacy, about how they have no regrets about the passing of the queen. I'm glad you brought up the generational part to it. Um, I, 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 too, have been amazed by, I guess, what black Americans are stating versus what my African um, and Caribbean friends are stating. Um, one of my friends that is from Trinidad, um, he schooled me on the fact that Trinidad is only 60 years old, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. His grandparents are mourning. Mm -hmm. His friends and them are like, nah, we didn't get down with it from the jump. Um, we decided that we were going to disassociate ourselves from the royal family, but it also caused some some strife between you know their, his grandparents saying no 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 you can't disrespect mm -hmm. you know that um, even my mom like she was like wow Kelly you know the queen died but that started back with Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. um, it's very interesting to see how the generations are reacting to this. And I'm more so interested, like you said, in what the African diaspora mm -hmm. is feeling because there has been an opportunity for the royal family to make some rights of their wrongs. Mm -hmm. And they have definitely chosen no, not to. Yeah. No, they, I mean, in, I mean, and, and this is stuff that's, I'm older than you are, um, but this is stuff that's happened in my lifetime, the, the, the liberation of Africa. A lot of that is, is something that happened in my lifetime. Um, uh, to um, they, The um, royals, um, some of them visited the Caribbean, uh, did like a tour, and that did not go over well. And yeah, you, you, you can't think that's going to go over well, um, given the unfinished business of apology and repair for all the damage that um, the royal family and the crown and, and Great Britain and the British Empire in general has visited upon these nations from um, the Caribbean to, to Africa to, to India. Um, you know, they, they were a global empire. And um, they've never apologized for this, and they monetized it. They, the, the royal family... Um, the crown, they were investors in, in the slave trade. So uh, it's, it's, it's a very familiar story for those of us in, in America. 
who um, are still waiting for our national apology and, 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 and for our reparations, um, compounding this and, and, and salting the wound is how um, England um, paid massive amount of restitution to the enslavers upon ending slavery. To the enslavers. To the enslavers. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure they heard that part, to the enslavers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a very familiar story, too. Um, and um, I was, I've, I've learned that this was a massive debt to the nation that was only paid off in 2015, if I'm remembering correctly. So we're talking generations of descendants of the enslaved who, were, who had to pay mm, mm. <laughs> toward it. It's, it's hideous if you contemplate it. So it's a very troublesome legacy that 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 needs exploration, and I'm told is not being taught um, in 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 British schools. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the impulse still, as we have seen, is to protect the crown and preserve the crown, and 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 um, yeah, we have traditions, but some traditions need to be thoroughly interrogated if not disbanded. Um, uh, so let's hope that this is a moment beyond, um, beyond um, the funeral and, 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 and uh, as, as, as England, trans, England transitions, let's hope that this is a moment where they do the sort of reevaluation and soul-searching I was going to, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, do you think that this is an opportunity? Let's look a couple of things. <clears throat> King Charles, right? Mm -hmm. He's, he was, he was hairy back in the day. He spoke out. Mm -hmm. um, he was resistant to a lot of things and now he is king, mm -hmm. right? Um, Queen Elizabeth said, I'm going to take this thing to my, to my grave mm -hmm. as she did. Mm -hmm. King um, Charles has the opportunity okay. to not do that and really pass it on to William now. Now, also, the power, though, if, if you know, the royal family doesn't really have any. If, if that's correct, right? Prime minister and, and all of those uh, positions are, 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 is, are the true power, or is that incorrect as well? Well, there's different kinds of power. I mean, uh, an institution, a centuries-old institution um, that people um, in England are so invested in, um, uh, one that has amassed so much wealth, that's power. And institutions like that do not fall easily. Now, I would say if Charles, he has an opportunity. I, I don't know. I mean, he has not always been of one mind mm -hmm. um, as, as far as, you know, what the queen perpetuated. Um, he has an opportunity, but it takes a lot of courage and the expenditure of a lot of political capital to make change. Um, say someone like Ralph Northam could make some change because mm -hmm. he's a one-term governor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, everyone in Virginia is a one-term governor. Um, you know, you're talking about an institution in, in, as far as the crown that has been around so long and 
that's become the point of the crown has been become to perpetuate the crown and the existence of the crown. So I'm interested to see what he will do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he may be an incrementalist. Um, maybe he will leave that to his son. I have, um, I have a feeling that the, the more change oriented son is living in America now. Yeah. Right. right yeah. 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 <laughs> And and it and it kind of this whole debate over um, the legacy of the crown and and racism and all that it puts the the um, the um, the issues the problems between um, Meghan and the crown in kind of a different light. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's an opportunity for long overdue I think uh, discussion um, globally about the enduring damaging legacy of the crown all right we shall see how this all plays out and hopefully we'll have some great breaking news for a future after the monuments podcast um, mm -hmm. about what they're doing um speaking of monuments mm -hmm. um those that came down recently in richmond virginia are taking a field trip to the west coast yes what do you know about that um Museum, um, contemporary, contemporary art, California Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles is now, is now, um, or will be, um, in upcoming months, the host, um, on loan of our Confederate monuments, um, including, um, the, the Jefferson Davis monument that was, um, toppled and, and painted and, um, so that's part of an art exhibit, um, while we figure out here in Richmond, um, uh, continue to try to figure out what to do with them. Now, they are, the Black History Museum and Cultural Center of Virginia is the custodian of those monuments. Um, the Black History Museum is a, 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 a modest institution in scope. Um, you know, we're talking about a, a large task, um, a very small staff, and um, limited resources. Um, the Valentine Museum is, has been assisting in this process. Um, the Black History Museum has put out a survey, an online survey. I would encourage people to, to check it out, um, asking what should be done with, with the monuments. And um, one of the questions is, do you feel like they can be recontextualized? And it's an interesting question. And um, in a way, it's a democratic uh, attempt to democratize uh, the fate of the monuments. Um, we, you know, we've got, they came down so fast. Um, and, you know, it's been a minute. It's been a couple of years, but still it's, 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 it's something you want to be careful about. Um, obviously, you don't want them to go up in, in the context in which they stood uh, before they were taken down. Uh, uh, a museum, and people were saying this before they fell, would be the proper place to con contextualize them. Um, but it's tricky. Yeah. Which institution? And, and how do we go about it? And is, is this what people actually want? Some people want them gone, destroyed, melted yeah, down. Melted down. <laughs> At least somebody said the potholes in Richmond could take them. <laughs> yeah, they could really take them, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a fascinating time. You know, just questions about uh, how we deal with our history. So circling into something that we didn't, I, I'm, I'm freestyling this a little bit, so, so stay with me if you don't really have a, a comment to this, but we recently reported 
um, that um, the location of the Lee Monument um, is going under Richmond Urban Planning. Um, I don't know if you if, if you saw that or not. Um, and we had recalled it the Marcus David Peter Circle, mm-hmm. and we got some avid. Um, activists and advocates in, in Richmond that would like that to still be the name. How do you, how, do you think we should still own that space? Do you think we need to just let that circle be something else completely? How do you feel about that land? Um, I love how it was recontextualized. Um, we could do far worse with that space than what it had become, which first and foremost was a memorial mm-hmm. to the slain. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, I'm thinking ahead, not just the slain as a result of police misconduct. Um, there are a lot of people um, in Richmond and beyond, um, but in Richmond and Virginia, who who deserve memorialization. Um but I, I liked, I, I don't want it to become what it was, which is this public space that somehow had this air of, air of exclusivity. Um, I love that it became such a democratic space where people gathered and where people did things. Um, that's what uh, a green space and a public street should be. Um, I'm not sure we will ever capture. I doubt they will ever capture what Marcus David Peters' circle was because there was a spontaneity to that, mm-hmm. um, born out of that particular moment um, that can't be recreated. But I would love for it to be a people-centric space in whatever its next um, iteration is. You're listening to After the Monuments of Real Talk about race, Michael Paul Williams, Kelly Lemon. Don't forget, Michael Paul's columns can be seen at richmond.com make sure you check them out um, as we are talking about things that you are currently writing about or have already written about so we want to make sure that people check out um, your articles online at richmond.com. after the monuments is a virginia video network production and produced by matt Pacilli, michael paul williams and me kelly lemon technical direction and editing from bill barksdale Executive production from Paul Farrell, Diane Salvatore, and Paige Mudd. Will Royer provides studio support. Our artwork is by Krishna Mathis. I'm Kelly Lemon, and we'll see you next week on After the Monuments. Huge thanks to Massey Cancer Center for being our After the Monuments sponsor.